Yo, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. This is a podcast where we share our thoughts, ideas, and rants about anything pop culture and the world around us. With a twist, you can always keep up with us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. In this episode, we have a dear colleague of mine, the cutie Diana Jacques. So much to talk about and so little time. Augie and I will share with you what we've been watching lately and we'll wrap up with our final thoughts. Stick around. So a lot of people uh, that have been listening to this podcast knows about me personally is that I like to watch the same 20 films over and over again and listen to the same five songs over and over again forever. But I wanted to watch this movie because everyone in our LGBTQ culture say that this is a gay cult film. And I wanted, you know. To think outside the box. <laughs> yeah. And what movie is that? Uh, Death Become Her. Oh, okay. Or Becomes Her. I'm sorry. It's with uh, Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, and Goldie Hawn. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing this when I was a youngin. And it's funny to to watch uh, such like a campy, tongue-in-cheek movie you know, today as an adult in comparison, because when you're a kid, you don't really get get the campiness. You just think that it's that it's normal, yeah. I guess. So, you know, this movie is over the top with the Very camp. Like, it's, yeah. ri- it's ridiculous. It's it's uh, there were there were, there were parts where I was just cracking up with. Uh, uh, Meryl uh, Streep and yeah, it's fantastic. And unfortunately, like there's a fantastic twist in it, which uh, back in the day was was revealed in the trailer. Um, I wish they would have uh, been I able saw to the trailer, yes, to keep that under wraps. Yes, and let's not forget the beautiful Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini is in it. Who she was gorgeous. Oh yeah, she was the one who sold them the potion mm-hmm. of eternal youth. Yep, and I noticed a. Not a cameo, but uh, Deborah Jo Rupp was, had a small part in it as well from that yes. '70s show. Yes, it's always fun to go back and watch old movies and see like up and coming actors mm-hmm. who who today are known for something else uh, have like tiny ass parts. Like, well, we'll get to Blossom, but Tobey Maguire like had one line and one quick line. I didn't see him. <laughs> I, know. I, I didn't notice him and yeah. I know what young Toby Maguire looks like. Yep. Fun fact, Death Becomes Her won the Oscar for Best Visual Effect, beating out um, Alien and Batman Returns. I believe it. That was I, I, I was sitting there like, wow, that is yep. that, that's like the early nineties. When she sat through the yeah. like, on the couch and that pole was through that hole. That was amazing. In 1993. Like, yeah. that looked pretty good in that today's was amazing. standards. That was amazing. I really enjoy this movie and I want to branch out like that more because, again, I'm very, very one one dimension or very breadth. Breadth? Is that how you pronounce it? When it yeah. comes to, to movies and stuff like that. Yeah, I host a podcast predominantly about movies, but whatever. Right. Anyways... Uh, we are wrapping up with Golden Girls, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, we are in the final seasons. We're a few episodes into the final season. And I want to do a little Golden Girls episode because there's so much things there, so much lore mm-hmm. in Golden Girls that was, uh, that needs to be talked about. And there's very few resources on it online. 
uh, because it was such it was made so long ago, I guess, and and it's not as intricate as today standards in making a show. Yeah, like they, there was no internet back then, so they could like they can get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, so continuity wise, uh, we decided to watch another uh, earlier show, and I picked Blossom. Uh, it came out early '90s, early '80s. Around there, starring a very young Mayan Bialik. Early 90s, I would say. And Jory yeah. Lawrence is there, too. Um, I think I started watching Blossom when she was already mature and older in the later seasons. How about you? I think I watched it from the beginning. And uh, it like on Hulu, it starts with what was originally aired as the second episode. Uh, but it was... it's the first episode so like the the pilot episode aired before it got picked up like Mm -hmm. in june of that year Mm -hmm. and it got picked up and then they did all these changes so i i rewatched i rewatched the pilot episode on youtube i'm like i remember this you know and it's so different joey's character is named donnie uh the mother and father are together and the father's played by a different actor and the mother's a, a main character uh and it was a very different show. I, I like the changes that they made. I think Ted Waz is fantastic as the father. Um, and God, who could get used to calling Joey Donnie? It was awkward. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I watched. I, I, I guess I watched it from the beginning because I remember the pilot episode. Um, and I kind of drifted off towards the end of the last episode uh, of the series. I like. Oh. I don't remember her. Like, I remember her getting a stepmother, but I didn't really watch it. Like, it, I remember Six just talking really fast. Yeah. Listening to her. You know, her character hasn't been developed yet. We were, right. we were like in episode seven of the first season. Right, and Eileen Brennan appeared in the first three, three episodes. episodes. And, I, and I looked it up, and I'm like, is she like a recurring character? And she's not. And it's like three episodes with a bullet. I'm like, F. No. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, uh, Gail Gail Edwards plays her mother later later in the series, Who's and she, she played uh, Danny's fiance on Full House. You remember, and she returned for an episode of Full gotcha. House. Yes, yes. Uh, and she does like a scene where she runs in and starts talking at a million miles per minute. And I remember like being really impressed with her as an actress because oh, of that. No kidding. That's like later in the series. But yeah. We like it, and uh, we'll keep you posted on what we think about the show as we watch continuously, I guess. Yeah. I wonder when uh, Grandpa Buzz joins the cast. There's a lot of cast cast changes. And hi, hi, uh, Sophia visited Blossom. Felicia Rashad shows up. Yeah. Estelle Getty shows up as. Felicia Rashad, congratulations to her on becoming Dina at her alma mater. Fantastic. Is it Felicia Rashad? Felicia Rashad, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, like, she shows up and Estelle Getty shows up. Uh, it's like basically Blossom has these dreams, uh, which I think taper off towards the end of the series. Uh, I don't really remember, but I, uh, I know there's an episode where she's interviewed by, like, Dr. Phil in her dream. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, because she lied to her father, and and the audience is just disgusted with her because because of it. It's cute. The other episodes that we've been watching uh, is Invincible, or I've been watching that more. 
Yeah. I watched the first episode and you started kind of watching it without me, which, okay, fine. I guess I'll get over that. I'm sorry, babe. I thought you weren't interested. But you're also watching The Legacy, which is another superhero-based movie, and The Nevers, which is a power ability-based episode with with people with special abilities. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix, Mm -hmm. um, which uh, we'll talk about uh, Invincible first. Uh, I like it. Uh, I feel like we are... This is coming from someone who loves superheroes. But we're coming to, like, this saturation of, like, superhero everything. Everything comic book is being made into something. And it's great, and I love it, but it's just so, so much with... Like, I had to not want to watch Jupiter's Legacy. I wasn't interested because I just started with Invincible. And it's very similar. Like, the the plots are very similar to Jupiter's Legacy, to The Watchmen, to... uh, uh, what was the other one? The Boys on Amazon Prime. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> where it's the older group of superheroes, uh, and they kind of go back and show them as younger and, and go back and forth. And they have the younger group as well coming up, uh, which, you know, and these are based on, on comic books. It's not like they just, you know, they come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the reviews of Jupiter's Legacy have been very... Uh, in the middle, like you either love it or hate it, and the and the the negative reviews are like that it's too slow, and it is very slow. It's a very slow burn show, but I'm enjoying it. You know, not every show can have like a million mm-hmm. a million you know action scenes in an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I enjoyed it. Uh, Invincible is is animated, right? And it has the same plot or subplot like the other episodes. It's this guy. This kid growing up uh, with special abilities because his dad is not really from Earth. He's an alien. Right. Uh, and he got his abilities very late in a world that already is used to superheroes. Sure, Jupiter's legacy is something along that yeah. river. Yep. Uh, but I like it because it's very brutal. And oh, I, yeah. There's a, an amazing twist at the end of the first episode. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like that is what pulled me in because usually see a very cleaner superhero arc Mm -hmm. mcu for example yeah um and i like it it's pretty cool uh the nevers is something similar but set in another yeah uh with the nevers i was back and forth about watching it because uh it's a joss whedon show and originally when they announced that he was coming back to TV, I was like, that's effing awesome. He's done amazing shows. He's an amazing television uh, creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then all of the all the shit with uh, Ray, uh, what, what was the guy's name that played Cyborg? Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher. And then, you know, Charisma Carpenter finally came out and went into detail about her story, even though I knew a little bit about it. You know, from the the convention, she would talk about you know that that she felt that she was fired because she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. She went into great detail about exactly what happened, okay. and uh, basically, it you know, Joss Whedon is an asshole. You know what I mean? Uh, that's all I can say. And and it, it kind of hurts because he's created some of the best shows ever: Buffy, Angel, Dollhouse, Firefly, and um, so on, and so on. And so I. 
you know, because of all that, I wasn't going to tune in. But I was reminded, and, and this had happened a year before, you know, Charisma came out with her story, but, but Ray Fisher had come out with his, that um, he basically, he left in quotations, which people think that he was fired and he was allowed to resign. So after the first season, if it gets a second season, which it's doing well enough, uh, he won't be part of it. So I'm, I'm watching it and I'm going to be honest, it's freaking good. It's good. And I watched the first episode. But again, like, it's general. Generally, it's just a lot of TV. There's so many I know television streaming apps and so much. I know it's it's impossible to keep up with everything, and it has like the general Joss Whedon tropes. Like, there's the character Malady, who's basically Drusilla slash River Tam. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's that that touched person who's who does bad things but it's because of their circumstance and you know their circumstance in life and they're just a little nutty you know uh but it keeps you on the edge of your seat and there's you know it's a joss whedon show so there's a lot of good twists in in the first five episodes or five or six episodes that have aired and i'll continue on since he won't have anything to do with it and you know jossie Good luck getting your career back. He went from <laughs> he went from Avengers to being fired from an HBO Max show. That's terrible. So well, lesson learned, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess so. We'll be right back with the delightful Diana Jacques. Woohoo! Hey, we're back, and, and we are back. <laughs> yes. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have Diana on this side of the the episode. Unfortunately, it's with my deepest regret that I accidentally did not save our uh, Um, episode. It's happened more than once, unfortunately. Yeah, I searched everywhere. I even handed Uh. the laptop to Riz to see if he can find it and we searched everywhere and honestly it's not that complicated to find it in our laptop because this one is predominantly only used for our podcast so there's no excessive Uh. files you know in the way and i have our show saved in order um you know i have it as like our rough draft then our our final draft complete and then the music added after and i looked everywhere and i feel bad for diana because not only did i make her come over here i fucking gave her the wrong address of my own house (laughs) and And she's ubered to the wrong address yes and she yeah she ubered over to a supermarket and she's like well she had like a positive outcome because she's like it happens for a reason at the end i got ice cream and i'm like okay (laughs) that's great uh hopefully uh she understands i think she will and we're sorry it was was a a fun segment uh we'll we'll try to have her have her on again yeah she she was really really fun and super funny a very unique person so with all this time that we have i guess that we can talk about things that we are uh, watching currently still that we haven't talked about and as well as what we're looking forward to the show that got us glued to the tv i guess during the pandemic also was zoe extraordinary playlist yeah yeah it was or it is a really fun and unique show on itself if anyone who likes musical love top 100 music 
this show is for you. It's about this girl who gets this ability to look at performances and songs depending on people's feelings and that's how she gets it's like what's what's those type of people that you know can see auras and like empathy empaths empath but like you're constantly seeing them perform their feelings in In song yeah yeah and zoe is clueless of music because she doesn't kind of listen to music so she has a neighbor by the name of mo who loves music as much as Riz does. Yeah. Uh, and it's been really great. It's a great show. I, you know, I, I really like it. It's it's a fun way to, you know, have a musical show. You know, uh, when the, the stereotypical musical episode happens, uh, the good ones are, like, have a good reason to be a musical. Like, that 70s show musical was awful it's like we're just gonna start singing for no reason but Buffy the vampire slayer there was a spell on scrubs uh there was a patient that was hallucinating the the songs yeah um and this has a good reason to be a musical and that's kind of why i lost interest in glee because okay yeah they were performing and then all of a sudden they would be out in the hall you know singing i'm like that doesn't make any sense why are they like why is it all of a sudden a musical there should be a reason you know so this show like makes it interesting and it and it and it has the mystery aspect aspect to it where she tries to you know find out what's going on in these people's lives and she takes interest in people's lives that she generally probably wouldn't uh uh wouldn't you know or are we just talking about season one right now or just in general or just in general season one we had uh Lori graham right that's her name lauren, lauren graham. graham no relation to closeted politician lindsey graham she was pretty basic in the first half basic what do you mean i mean i feel like she was your typical uh boss yeah there was no pizzazz about her she's a great actress i'm not gonna oh, take she's, that yeah, away she's from fantastic. her but the role that she was given it was very predictable and and out of the whole bunch i'm gonna say she wasn't the greatest singer well although you, and, these and songs... you know what i kind of like the fact that they're not all singers uh the mom played by mary steenburgen oh, not so not lovely. the best singer <laughs> lover the brother isn't the, the best singer and and zoe herself she's she she gets to break out into song every once in a while i i love i love that actress oh my god what's her name jane jane levy uh no relation to wait i don't know any Levy's. to daniel levy or levy oh no, that would be cool but no relation no to non-closeted actor daniel <laughs> levy uh but yeah and she doesn't have the best voice and you know everyone gets to burst into the song everyone gets their little little moment and that's what i i like about the show and they aren't the the writers are still trying to give everyone a moment, you know. Yes. Like, uh, in season two, I noticed that the brother's wife was kind of going t- towards the background, like she would be in yeah. like one or two two scenes, and then they kind of gave her her own episode, and she was fire in that episode. It was great because it talked about mental illness. That scene and in the bathroom, depression of yes. the club. Mm-hmm. My God, that was probably the most powerful. She should submit that for an Emmy. Yeah. She was fantastic in that scene. She was really wonderful. 
Uh, people that we want back is her sister. Actually, I, I loved her sister. She was so funny and very, very wisecracking. You know, your typical supporting actress. Like actor. something the show does is they they kind of bring in new people and and you know they come in and come out, uh, which keeps it interesting. But some of them should stay. Uh, I kind of liked the um, the actor from that vampire show that you watch, who was at the beginning of the season. Sam. I don't know the actor. No, I'm thinking Sam from the you know, other the, show. The the parody from Generation. the parody vampire show. He was short. He was a slayer. Guillermo. Guillermo. Oh my god, I have to see that show. I have to finish it. <laughs> he was in like the first three or four episodes, and they wrote him off as well. Um, I I liked him on it, you know. But I liked his story. Like his his life is not at spark plug, and, and I, that's yeah. okay. And that's like realistic in the real world it's not like everyone's coming here and staying permanent permanently yeah uh the end of the show spoiler alert of the season of the two i really enjoyed it because uh we're not going to dwell on this that much because yeah we have other (laughs) i don't mind you know you know uh the, the 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 only like negative thing i would say about this season is the whiplash with uh the love triangle the love triangle yeah she finally got together with max at the end of the the second the first season excuse me but she was with what's this guy's name dave who's dave oh no well they break up after two episodes in the second season and then she kind of flirted with the neighbor but then she ended up with the other guy in the love triangle and then I'm like, then they started having problems in like the second to last episode. And I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. They want to, the writers are like pushing that away again. And th- they want to have that big finale where she goes running after Max. It was uh, Simon, the other guy. Simon. Right, right. Um, And I just, I... I I feel like they didn't need to do all that. You know, they, they I don't think I don't think she should have gotten together with Simon if they were just going to push it under the rug just a couple episodes. Yeah, I feel like that was a bounce one too many. Yeah, uh, from agreed. Max and and Simon. And I get that they wanted to do the big season finale run to the airport thing. I said it like 3 episodes before. I'm like she's going to have a run to the airport. No, you're right. You called it since the beginning of the of the show, you said you're they're gonna have your typical '90s run to the airport, run to moment. The airport move. <laughs> and they Don't absolutely go. did. The friends, Rachel and Ross, bullcrap. Yeah. Um. And you know the the season left on a high note. I think I think it it gave finality to the show. If it doesn't get picked up for another season, it's still on the bubble, unfortunately. Um. So. I honestly don't get too upset when when stuff gets canceled anymore. I get I used to get super upset. I kind of just expect it now. Like if I really like a show, it's going to be on the bubble and it might get canceled. Unfortunately, American Housewife was canceled. Oh my god, yes, and you got me into it. I really I wasn't really in- that show. into it at the beginning, and you got me into it. But back to Zoe, yeah, the writers or the creators, regardless, wanted to end this season in a happy ending yeah they weren't you know and that's great because i we get to the part of like this new age of television and streaming services where the story just doesn't end it's season after season after season and it's not like other shows in the past that you know have 
had their ending in their story right. arc of that season. But now this new age, it's like, how much can we milk this? That's why it was great that The Good Place was only four seasons or three seasons. I'm, they, re- I'm re-watching Good Place. I they had a vision. Show. They don't have to milk it to the end. And it's great. So if, the, if Zoe ends the way it ends... I'm happy. I, I would be okay with it too. I would love like they they did kind of introduce storylines that could go on to the, the to another season, yes. but it isn't like a huge cliffhanger like they they purposely did on American Housewife. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what? And I and I kind of felt like they did that on purpose so fans would be like up in arms if it was canceled. Yes. Um, but. Yeah, I, we're I, I, we're not. I don't want to spoil the twist at the end of the episode. I am happy do. if they do pick it up for a third season because that I don't want to spoil it, but that would make Zoe more of of a singer, and I would like to know more of what she's thinking yeah. and stuff like that. I probably spoiled it or whatever, <laughs> but I don't care. It's press play with Augie and Riz. You should we, know we spoil stuff. Yeah. Um, it's it's such a great show. Like uh, if even if it doesn't get picked up for for another season, like I would, I I recommend you 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 dear listeners check it out because uh, it's twenty six episodes. You know, there's a, a a beginning, middle, and end. You know, uh, check it out, and there's yeah. a lot of good music. They did. Oh my God! They did the Beatles song. One of my favorite Beatles song. Uh, a week we could work it out. Love that song. That was really nice. That was nice. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we haven't really talked about because we were in hiatus. Yeah. Uh, main thing we were excited to talk about and we went back to while watching it was WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I think we'll probably put that into an episode in itself and maybe talk about it with Loki. Um, Loki's going to be here? (laughs) Or when Loki comes out, I think June 11th, I'm not sure. Oh, you mean the show. Yeah, we have also been watching uh, Legendary, uh, which is, you know, gay culture. Yeah, Um, it's about the ball scene. Yeah, ball, ball families. Dancing. If you don't know about the ball scene, check out the the documentary Paris uh, is Burning. Paris is Burning, which I recently found out was uh, on Netflix. No, it was um, created or made by a white cisgender woman. Oh, they they talked about it on um, Generation. Oh, I had no idea. I wasn't probably listening. Yeah, and <laughs> that they uh, uh, some people were upset that she was kind of appropriating ball culture. And making money off of it. You know what I mean? That I did read. I didn't know it was about that. You know, I read something about that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But on the bright side, we're going back to the movies. Yes. Oh, my God. This is like the first time in over a year that we're going, like February last year, where we're actually going to go sit in a theater. I got got the tickets. We're seeing a spiral. Yes. Uh, not really up your alley, but I'm so excited about it. Anything for you. Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock in the lead roles. Uh, uh, I'm really excited to see Chris Rock. Yeah. Everyone's saying, saying it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe Chris Rock is going to be in a role like this. And I'm, that's, that's what's so exciting about it. I'm sure he's, he's going to do amazing and I'm hearing amazing things about it. And I'm trying not to read spoilers. Uh, and I'm trying not to watch the new, the new commercials because if it's 
if something's been out for over a week, they start putting more stuff in to lure the people that didn't go see it. Ever since I got with you, I've been doing that. Yeah. And one of the movies that really kind of desaturated my experience at the, at the theater was Days of Future Past. Because I was behind their asses like white on rice. <laughs> like b- behind the scene footages. Yeah. Uh, trailer after trailer. Breakdown videos. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I met you. And all we do is watch, you know how usually they have three trailers. We yeah. just watch the first one and that's it. Yeah. We don't want to watch anything else because we don't want to spoil it. Because going to the movies is an experience in itself that we're excited to go back. It's reserved seatings uh, and they're having mandatory masks to be put on. Yeah, when we're not eating. When Yeah, and when we're sitting down, which Super I don't have a problem excited. with it because I work in the hospital and I have to wear that for 12 hours. Yeah. So I'm here. Well, back back to the trailer thing. Um, I try to like generally only watch the trailers once unless it's like a movie that I'm super, super, super excited about. Like, and I'll limit like, I think the last one was Scream 4. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'll limit it to like under five. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be like looking at every little thing, and and I'm trying like there there's little tidbits coming out already about Scream Scream Five, which should be getting a trailer soon. It's coming out in February. Oh, anytime. Um, couple months maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I only watched the Venom trailer once, and I well, did too. That's because I was pissed off. They they barely showed Michelle Williams. Hold on, because we gotta talk about that. Yeah. The fuck, like they used Michelle William character and Wayne. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. One millisecond. Yeah. From the first movie. Yeah the 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 scene they show is from the first movie in the trailer so it's for the like, second movie, and she's supposedly in the second movie. WTF? I'm hoping that like Venom cannot fight Carnage, and the end scene like he like splits. I don't know much about the Venom storyline or how that works. This is just me as like someone hoping that he does split in half and. Uh, Michelle William becomes she Venom, and it's like a double team to knock this motherfucker out. Or fingers uh, crossed. Or Venom gets knocked the fuck out, and or and you know as Tom Hardy gets knocked out, and Venom has to find another host, and she Venom ends up taking the place Carnage down. That would be amazing. That'd be pretty badass. Uh, but she's probably gonna die. Yeah, and speaking of things that are coming out, we are excited for Love Victor season two that comes out June eleventh. Did I you think. see the trailer? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I saw it, but I'll probably watch it after we're done with this podcast, which we're gonna watch Army of the Dead, and that's something that we're going to talk about in the next episode. We're gonna talk about Army of the Dead and our experience going back to the movie theaters. So stay tuned for yeah. next week's episode about army of the dead a little tidbit uh i i shared an article with you uh uh where Zack snyder talks about using the song zombie by the cranberries in this movie Mm -hmm. and he had like an interesting quote about how um like this movie and the song is about war you know what i mean this is an actual this isn't just a zombie movie this is an actual army of zombie zombies so it isn't they're just they're not just using the word zombie as a zombie thing like the walking dead 
uh, YouTube videos do. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like an interesting quote of his was uh, the the movie didn't break the song. The song broke the movie. Which, wow. which, like he said, it was the first song on his playlist while he was writing the script. So, yeah. like, basically, from that means to me is like the song kind of inspired the movie a basically, little bit. Basically, yeah. So, basically, good on Dolores O'Riordan and good on the Cranberries in total. I'm looking forward to see how they use the song. So, the stay movie. tuned for that. What else are we uh, excited to see? Loki. We're excited to uh, hoping to see to get some new. Uh, uh, News from Fantastic Four movie. Also, mm. uh, no, I, I would like to see it. I, I can't stand. Oh, I, I just can't stand any of the movies. I really didn't like the first one. I never bothered with the second one. And then the last one we saw was okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I'm not going to go any further. I'm, I'm excited for the new season of Roswell, which is starting July. Uh, they're doing a really good job job with it i'm not gonna say that it's better because it doesn't have emily duravin but it's on par and i like i like the subtle changes that that they're doing with the characters i was i was taken aback when i found out they were using the exact same characters you know because i thought it was just gonna be like a roswell story with new characters you know what i mean my ex-colleague cynthia yeah loves that show and she loves the subtle changes as well she loves the nods to uh, yeah. For first, uh, from the original Roswell back then. Uh, so Cynthia, if you're still listening, hi. Yeah, they've even nodded uh, to Tess, Emily Duravin's character, who they can't use because she wasn't in the original Roswell books, but she was introduced on the on the show, so they don't have rights to the character. <laughs> oh but God. they they'll they'll mention like uh, a Tess like that drops something off or something like that, just as a wink wink to the. To the audience. Oh, that's nice. That's I pretty like cool. It. Yeah, and they used Zombie as well in the season premiere last year. Sweet. Yeah, so those are the stuff that we're trying to, trying to, uh, excited to watch. Uh, we always complain that there's so much television, so much streaming services and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm currently rewatching, uh, like I said before, Good Place and, um, and, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Russian Doll. I'm rewatching Russian Doll. Happy birthday, baby! Oh, uh, it's uh no, my sweet baby. It's not happy birthday, baby. Oh. My, no, my sweet birthday, baby. That's what she says. Oh, <laughs> we've been saying it wrong all yeah. this long. But oh my god, that's such a good show, and I'm really enjoying it. And I finished uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which uh people are very you either love it or hate it. Um, and I neither loved it or hated it, so I guess I'm wrong about that. I liked it a lot. So, I, I just don't know how to put it in words. Like, for example, like, Watchmen. The right. Watchmen, uh, movie by Zack Snyder was ahead of its time. And a lot of deep, real comic book fans, or people who understood story in general, loved it. Mm-hmm. But then you have, like, these kids these fanboys i guess you want to call them that it's too complex for them 
Right. And they just want the, the action scene, the over beginning, and over. middle of end of just acts, yep. uh, the, the, the action, the punching, the superpower usage, get the girl at the end, save the world. And it's all well for Captain World. And that's and that's the difference of the people that liked uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League exactly. compared to the people that didn't exactly. like Justice League. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's like those are those are what you can. That's how you can di- differentiate, you know. People who appreciate the art of storytelling, the art of comic book writing, the art of comic book illustrating, because there was some shots in bat in in Watchmen, in Watchmen, and in Justice League that you can just pause it, and that looked just like a panel from a comic book. Yeah, like let's not play with that. But moving on here, in Miami, it's been a cool and breezy, eighty-eight degrees. It hasn't rained. Uh, it is. Really trying to creep up summer, but summer never leaves here. Uh, yeah. It's been really nice. We've been to the beach a couple of times, uh, mm-hmm. and we've been hiking, and it's just been fantastic this this time of, of year here in, in South Florida. A lot of boaters, a lot of uh, jet skiers, and, and it's a really nice time if you want to come vi- to vacation. I would suggest don't come in the summer. Come around this time. It's not... A, very crowded. When does summer officially start? Next week? Uh, Memorial Day after Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A mm-hmm. couple, yeah. A week or a week so, and a half. Yeah, so I would say, like, after spring break and before summer, that's a nice time for for you to come down here and just, you know, don't have to be within that crowd and stuff like that. Uh, any final thoughts before we end the show? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, one final thing I want to say is uh, I want to mention, like, music that I'm listening to and just uh, listen to Alanis Morissette's new song, Rest. She's been releasing uh, random B-sides from her album, like, every couple months, which I'm loving, you know, because, you know, generally Alanis Morissette is one of those... She's kind of... Oh, oh, well, she's kind of like Fiona Apple, where she doesn't release something for a good long time at least solo stuff she'll do a lot of collaborations yes and she'll do like a lot of soundtracks as well but florence is almost the same thing like that too yeah um and this song is about um she well i think she debuted it at the chester benning benningfield uh tribute concert that lincoln park did mm-hmm. and it's just it's heartbreaking and it's uh just listen to it with an open mind i would say i love it yeah go ahead what's your do you have any final thoughts not really just excited to go to the movies and finally like go on our usual dates you know our dinner and movie dates that we used to go to i'm gonna go full-on movie i'm I'm getting popcorn i'm getting a, a gigantic soda you told me a funny story when you were a kid that you saw a theater manager going to the dollar general not when i was a kid like <laughs> like maybe no this ten, happened last week no like maybe <laughs> 10 years ago uh i went to um Oh, inter- intercoastal movie theater is—is is that what it's? Called? It doesn't exist anymore. So. Yeah, it, it's now like this this fancy uh, thing. It's where uh, Duffy's is on One Sixty Third Street. Uh, I went with my mom to the movies, and we we stopped by the Dollar Tree that's there to get a movie, you know, move dollar box movie candy. Yeah. And while we're there, like the manager of the movie theater walked in and bought a stack of the candy to sell at the movie theater 
for six dollars a piece or six or seven dollars a piece where we we're buying it for a dollar there because they don't movie theaters don't make money from the ticket all that money goes to the movie the yeah. people who made the movie or they make very 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 little they make the very little money so they have to survive on their concession stand uh products and and yeah. food and stuff and like from that. what i've been seeing amc is stepping up their game with what they're offering uh, as far as concession goes, yeah, with their flatbread pizza and all that stuff, uh, chicken tenders and I know, shit. It's great. Wowza, guys! Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate that you guys tune in every time to listen to us about rants of movies, music, and anything you want to listen to. Yeah, once again, we're really excited to be back, and you can follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. This has been another amazing episode of PressPlay with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.